Hey, welcome to the Friends You Can Grow With podcast. I am Matt Nespri, sitting down again today with two of my good friends. Um, they've been here before. If you don't know them, you will want to get to know them after this. It is Derek and Gia Thompson. Wow. Hello. They'll want to get to know us. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. We had y'all on. Friends. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are friends. Not just you guys, we're friends. But actual absolutely. friends. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had y'all on doing an episode about marriage and, and some tips about marriage. And I immediately wanted to have you guys back because during that time, we got into a little bit of y'all's story. Right. Um, and there was a moment in y'all's story where it was a very tough spiritual uh season for some of y'all right um some things were going on some hurt maybe we can get into a little bit about that again right um, but before we dive in why don't we just refresh with who you guys are and what you do start up well my name is gia thompson and i am a, a department administrator here at the church i actually work for derek who is the pastor of say it department. again please you work for derek <laughs> The Ark Adults Department, and I've been doing this at the Ark since 2005, and I absolutely love it. This is my dream job. And as Matt said, I'm Derek Thompson. I am her less than better half. Um, Aww. And um, I have the opportunity and privilege to be one of the pastors here at, at the Ark Church. So it is a joy to be able to serve uh, in this great ministry and a joy to serve with my wife. Yeah, that's great. And um, so let's dive in. We were talking last time and you went over a moment in your marriage where some things had happened um, that really hurt y'all as, right. as a couple outside sources doing some damage to your relationship. And it caused you guys to move and a whole lot going on. Could, could we get into a little bit about that? What caused that? Maybe not details, but, right. but that whole situation. Absolutely. I think, I think all of us can agree that we go through, everyone goes through something. Life happens to everybody. Mm -hmm. We all um, have a story. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, our story, because we were so involved in our church back at home, our story, it was both personal and it involved ministry as well. And because of everything that went down, because of the choices of others and some mistakes made by me, I'll, I'll own it, uh, we found ourselves in a very bad situation financially, hmm. um, had some, uh, things that took place in the ministry we were part of that damaged me, uh, personally. And really I lost faith in, um, church leadership. I lost faith in, uh, or I lost, I don't want to say faith in, but I kind of gave up on what I sensed to be a calling from God mm -hmm. and really wanted nothing to do with church at all. <clears throat> Had enough common sense to stay in church mm -hmm. because I knew a relationship with God was very important. But um, as far as getting involved, uh, doing things for the Lord, didn't want to have anything to do, to do with it because I thought um, people in leadership could not be trusted. And so really um, outside of, you know, going to church on Sunday mornings really Started out doing my own thing, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest with you. Right. Yeah. Um, we moved here, um, and I immediately knew that we needed to get involved in church. We didn't have any family here. We literally had zero. We knew nobody, no neighbors, nothing. Yeah. And so I knew that um, the only thing we brought from where we were, were from, San Antonio, was God. That mm. was it. And he hadn't failed us. I knew that we had moved here because God had uh, put it on our hearts to move here. We didn't know why we had moved here, but 
I just knew that we needed that foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so literally, I think we moved here July 31st of 2004. Mm-hmm. And the very next week, um, August 8th, that yeah. Sunday, we yeah. were at, we were here at the Ark and the Ark was meeting in Conroe High School at the time. And um, Derek, we pulled in front of, they were meeting in the high school. We pulled in front of the high school auditorium, the gym there or whatever in that area. And I, when I reached to get out of the car, he said, look, he said, service starts. Yes. you." He so, said it so, just. So basically I looked at her and I said, look, here's the deal. He grabbed my wrist because I was about to turn to get out of the car. Ooh, and he grabbed okay, me and I yeah. turned and looked back at him. I said, here's the deal. I know we're supposed to be in church, but we don't have to engage anybody. We don't have to talk to anybody. So I said, here's the deal. I don't know how long this service is going to be, but we need to go in there, go to the service. We don't need to talk to anybody. We don't need Uh to engage with anybody. I said, I'm going to be back road, Bob. You need to be side door, Sally. And as soon as the pastor says, amen, we need to grab the kids and shoot out of there. He Mm wants in the very back. all right. And she goes, I got it. Did it happen? Absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, We get there. We meet this precious lady. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to drop names or whatever, but I mean, she's near and dear. Uh, we get to talking to her and she found out that our paths had crossed with Pastor Allen and Miss Joy years ago. And so she wanted to make a connection. And mm-hmm. so right off the bat, you know, she's taking us down to to connect us with Pastor Allen and Miss Joy. Service uh, ended up. I shot out the door, mm-hmm. got in the car, started it up. I held up my end of the bargain and... Time began to pass, and my wife still wasn't in the car. Uh-oh. Well, we fell into conversation with people. That's uh-huh. just how it is, you know. So after that conversation, I was like, oh, no, because I couldn't find Derek. And I realized, oh, I couldn't say I wasn't going to talk to anybody, and I did. Yeah. Walked out, got in the car. He was looking at me. Oh, he was he burned a hole in the side of my head. I was saying, I'm sorry. But after that, hey, the rest is history. We started volunteering. Oh, I started volunteering. Yeah, you started volunteering not yeah. too long after that. Yeah, I wasn't working, and I wasn't in the in the workforce at the time. I was at home. I had a two-year-old and a three-year-old daughter and a seven-year-old son. So the two and three-year-old were home with me. And so I was I was uh, at home mom, homemaker. And I think during that time was when I was able to um, really strengthen my relationship with the Lord. I, it was just me and the kids. And mm-hmm. the kids were basically doing their own thing. So I had to really turn into, I had no adults to talk to. So it was just me and God and that was it. And I discovered at that point what it really means to have the Lord in your relationship as a three-way cord. Mm. And what was that scripture you had? Uh, Ecclesiastes 4.12, actually. Yeah, I'm going to read it. It says... This is important. Yeah. It says, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand withstand him, and a three-way cord is not quickly broken. And um, that, that was a good reminder for us because... Um, early on when we first met, you know, um, when I was looking for someone to be in a relationship, one of the things that really was important to me was someone who was pursuing their own relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd heard this scripture uh, early on in my walk with God. And one of the things that was impressed upon me was, is if if the Lord was foundational in your relationship, when life happens, um, he'll be the glue that keeps you together, mm-hmm. that helps you to stand mm-hmm. strong through those tough times. And it, it was God that got us through that season. Mm-hmm. But it, it was interesting to me um, as we were going through that season, because typically I felt like I was very strong in my walk with the Lord. I had a good grasp on it. Mm-hmm. But when I felt betrayed by um, those I'd entrusted uh, back back at home, 
when I felt betrayed, some of that anger and frustration, I didn't realize it at the time, but I directed it towards God. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the wrong thing to do. Mm. And the, the beauty of it was um, by me making a decision to pursue someone early on who had their own relationship with God, mm-hmm. she didn't let that uh, throw her off her her walk with God. You know, um, when we went through those tough times, she actually pressed into God. Mm-hmm. I withdrew she pressed in. Yeah, that is one thing worth bringing out is when life happens, the worst thing you could possibly do is get angry at God. Because yeah. where are you going to go? There's no one else. There's no one stronger. There's no one better. And there's no truth out there but his. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you find yourself upset, whatever you do, do not direct it at God. God is the only one that can get you out. Um, well, nine times out of 10, when we get into these scrapes or get into situations, we have to look inward first. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of starts with us. You know, I'm not saying that other people don't have a play in that, but if you're quick to take um, responsibility for whatever it is you're going through and humble yourself, and when you turn to the Lord, then he's able to help you get out. He has the path of life. Don't be angry at God, right. whatever you do. Say yeah. yeah. I, I think the beauty on my end was... Um, I think one of the things I learned at that time was, is she never once came and was nagging me. She never once came and told me what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she took it upon herself to, to make strides and get her and the kids involved in the church, but she didn't leave it there. Mm. She on her own sought the Lord and began to pray for me. I didn't know originally, initially that she was praying for me, but she pressed in and began to pray for me. And here's the thing that I've learned is, is you can't escape God. Mm-hmm. While I had, Hardened my heart while I had said I wasn't going to get involved in church. Um, the Lord began to work on me through her prayers and her praying for me. Yeah, yeah. I can. I realized that Derek worked. I think when we first moved here, he was working probably twelve to sixteen hour days, and so um, naturally I was waiting. I, when he came home from work, I wanted to talk and hey, mm-hmm. and he just was not responding, and he would, uh, you know respond with a snap or a, I'm tired or, or it just, it wasn't, it wasn't him. I, mm-hmm. I knew that what was coming out of him was not the Derek that I knew. Mm-hmm. And so I knew physically, mentally, something was going on. And my initial response was a snap back. Like, you don't talk to me like that. Have you lost your mind? <laughs> and then I just realized that it wasn't um, a flesh and blood battle. Right that I knew that his behavior was not him. Mm-hmm. And so I had a choice at that at that moment that I could continue to respond in the flesh. When I mean when I say in the flesh, I mean just respond with my feelings and my emotions. And as a strong black woman, you like, ain't no man. <laughs> no, sir, you will not. You know what I mean? No. Uh-huh. You know? And but that's in the flesh. And all that's gonna do is just stir up more and more strife. And then I've got, like I said, I had three kids at home and they were watching. And uh, the two small girls, my two daughters, two and three years old, adored their father. Their mm. their world, their son rose and set in in Derek. And so they're watching how mommy's treating their daddy. Mm. And mommy does, mommy's yelling at daddy. Why is that? Why are you doing that? And I could see that my, my middle daughter was starting to look at me at the side eye like, why are you yelling at my dad? Mm. And I said, okay, all right. My daughters are, are watching, especially my daughters are watching how I handle myself when daddy's in a bad mood. And I realized that I needed to um, be an example for them. 
And so I really, I went into the bedroom. I remember he had, he basically took a shower and went to bed because he had to get up at 4 a.m. to be back at work. And so <clears throat> I just went in the bedroom while he was taking a shower and I just prayed. I said, Lord, please help me navigate this. I don't know how to do it. I'm not at work with him. I don't know right. what's going on. You be my eyes and ears. Mm -hmm. And that scripture about being that three-way cord is not easily broken. I said, Lord, we're not doing great, but because you are the backbone in our relationship, you're that third cord. You can help me. You can be my eyes and ears. You can teach me what I need to know. Mm -hmm. So sure enough, I think probably for another week and a half, it was just really bad. I, I don't. I think they had some kind of inventory project going on. So not only did he have to work those normal 12 hours a day, he had to work hours on top of that because of this project and the, the amount of pressure that was on him in getting that project done, not to mention having to maintain customer relations right. with hospitals down in Houston. Right. And it was a doggy dog world. It mm -hmm. was really bad. And so I didn't know how to pray for him other than Lord help him. So that's when I had to draw on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Now I speak in tongues. I pray in the Holy Spirit because I feel that by, by speaking in tongues, I'm able to pray to God. Nobody understands that, but my heart prays directly to God, which is a hotline to God. And if I have an advantage, you better believe I'm going to take that advantage. Mm -hmm. If I have any ability to overcome the enemy and I know that it can't be um, trifled with or messed with, I'm going to use that. So I just begin to pray in my heavenly language, pray in the heavenly language. And then I remember that day when I started to sense the Lord speaking to me. Now, let me pause there. When I say speaking to me, I remember there's the impressions. These aren't voices in my head, but these are just impressions in my heart that I need to do something, prompts to step forward and do something. Um, if you have Jesus Christ living on the inside of you, the Lord speaks to you. I know mm -hmm. people say, the Lord didn't speak to me like he speaks to you. You're a pastor's wife. Or the Lord doesn't talk to me. Yes, he does. You just have to learn how to recognize his voice. You weren't a pastor's wife when you started I this. was not. Yeah. I was not. Um, we all hear the Lord's voice. And if you've ever been in a situation where... You know, you felt something tell you don't do something and you did it anyway. And you're like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Then you heard from the Lord. You just didn't recognize his voice. Mm -hmm. So we as believers have to learn how to recognize the Lord's voice. We mm -hmm. have to learn to recognize what his prompting sound like and differentiate that voice from the voice of the world and the voice of people that talk to us. And that's what the Lord was training me to do when I was home with my kids. Like I said, I had no other adults around me, so I had nobody else to talk to but the Lord. And I learned how to hear his voice. So one day, um, this is um, Psalm 27, uh, let me see, Psalm 27, eight. Um, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. And I remember hearing the Lord say, I need to talk to you. You asked me a question about Derek and I need to answer you. And I responded, this, this scripture came back to me, Lord, I am coming. So I were, I had two small kids at home. I remember they were, if one wasn't on my, on me, the other one was needing something. Somebody was hungry. Somebody made a mess. It was just constant back and forth. Moms with toddlers understand, but I was able to get them to a point to where I could go and speak to the Lord. And he actually began to talk to me about Derek and share with me some things that he was going through. And I, I just, I, I, I just remember um, experiencing on the inside that he had anguish. I remember experiencing the emotion of anguish, um, fear, anger. And so I just started to pray in the spirit because I didn't know how to articulate that English in English. Mm -hmm. And um, that went on for a good while, probably about three weeks. And I just remember one day he came home and said, hey, were you praying for me today? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing when when 
the Lord is, is, is central in your, in your relationship, there's, there's something power that, that, that goes into effect. Um, the Bible says that two become one flesh. And she didn't tell me initially she was praying for me. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, some of what I dealt with back in San Antonio, I ran up against in this new uh, person that I was working for here in Houston. And rather than respond how I did back at home, um, the Lord was showing me I had to handle it differently. And, mm-hmm. and um, as she began to pray, the Lord began to impress things upon me on how to handle the situation a little differently. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, I, I started coming home saying, have you been praying for me? Hey, were you praying around this time of day? Because all of a sudden I'd, I'd be in the midst of a intense conversation with, with uh, a customer, with, with my boss. Um, there'd be some employees that were upset. And it was just this overwhelming peace would come upon me. Uh, this clarity would come upon me, and it was because she was at home praying. Mm-hmm. So that kind of dispels any myths right there. Yes, you are connected in the spirit, and yes, there is a connection there. Mm-hmm. There is, and it, and it's it's um it's tangible. It's like you can't touch it with your fingers or see it with your eyes. But that third, that three way cord, that um fourth man in the fire, so to speak, that third person in our relationship, that's when that person mm-hmm. comes into play. That is the, uh, that's that unspoken, that, that the, you can't touch it. It's not something mm-hmm. you can say, oh, there it is. No, yeah. if you have Jesus Christ in your relationship, that's when he shows up and it's hard to quantify it, but you know he's there and you never want to do without him. You never want right. to be without yeah. him. So I prayed, he felt it. Yeah. You know, and and um, I tried my hardest to get away from my wife when she was telling me what I needed to do or what the word said uh-huh. or, you know, about, mm-hmm. you know, what her experience when she was volunteering at the mm-hmm. church. But what I found is, is when she just started praying for me mm-hmm. and wasn't telling me she was praying for me, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to get away from the Lord mm-hmm. impressing me upon me what I need to do. I need to forgive. I need to let this go. I need to press in. I need to get involved in church. And, um, what I found was, is the moment I, uh, let go of the anger, the moment I let go of the hurt, the moment I, I became more receptive to what the Lord was, um, impressing upon me, leading me to do was the, the, the moment our life changed. Yeah. And it was a decision yeah. letting go of the hurt and the anger. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. easy to do, but it starts with a decision a and then the Lord walks it out with you. I think forgiveness for yeah. anybody is a choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think all of us can justify it in our minds. Um, why we're holding on to something or why we deserve to be angry or why that person deserves not to There's be trusted. There's always a reason why. But forgiveness always, yeah. is always a choice. Mm-hmm. We're not mm-hmm. saying you have to put yourself back in that situation, right? but the Lord tells us yeah. uh, that we have to forgive. Is it safe to say that had you not had the Lord in your relationship or in your relationship as strong as he was, that things could have turned out different for oh, you guys yeah. during that we, time? We wouldn't be married. No. Yeah. We wouldn't be married at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love when you're talking about praying for Derek, I love that you weren't praying God fix him, Mm -hmm. God sort him out, (laughs) deal with him. I love that you were praying for God to give you clarity, for God to give him strength Mm -hmm. and what he needed. How did you go about during that time? Because I imagine it was it was pretty tense and uncomfortable and, and not a great time. How did you go about maintaining that third chord in your relationship when it seemed like maybe at that moment you were the only one who was focused on maintaining that. 
Um, that's definitely where I had to learn how to keep my focus on God because I, there's always a choice. Life is a, a series of choices. When he spoke to me in the way he spoke to me, for me, that's a trigger. Mm -hmm. you, you're disrespectful to me. You say something crazy. We're done. I don't have anything to say to you. I may even get physical. I mean, it, it, it was that serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but, she can probably hit, but right? I, you don't have to say that on the podcast, but <laughs> you know, she looks like she has a, but yeah, I mean, that's, don't that's okay, where I yeah. came from. It was just an emotion, you know, yeah. you have a, a choice. Are you going to react this way or are mm -hmm. you going to react God's way? Um, I think. I, I think when I when he came in and he was saying those things to me or he was speaking, coming at me the way he was, I it took me a minute to step back and just realize, okay, this is not him. This is not mm. Derek. This is not the Derek I know. Right. So it was a matter of just understanding that I had to give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, where's the grace? There's got to be some grace here. Give him a chance. Oh. Don't, just, don't just fly off the handle. Mm -hmm. Because if I react in the flesh then there's going to be consequences for that and it's only going to roll downhill. And I think that when we have, um, within a marital relationship, there's always the choice of whether you're going to take your spouse at face value and respond in the flesh or you're going to rely on the word and know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood and that these certain behaviors are coming from a place that aren't usual. You, mm. It's a matter of knowing your spouse and just right. like, mm, that's not normal. And when it keeps happening, I think it just kind of went on for several weeks before I clued in that, okay, something's happening and I don't know the base. I don't know the cause. Mm -hmm. And he's not telling me. He's telling me off the top of his head what he thinks it is. But the Lord is still, remember that that the Lord is inside of me saying, no, that's not it. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. I'm coming. Mm -hmm. I'm coming. Lord, I need you to tell me. The only way he's going to tell me is if I go see him. So I've got to spend time with the Lord to find out. Um, it, how important is your relationship to you? How much do you want to fight for your marriage? And, mm -hmm. um, y there's no way if I'm not there seeing with my own two eyes, what's happening that I'm going to know. So I'm going to have to rely on the Holy spirit to help me. I mm -hmm. have an advantage. The Holy spirit is advantage. Yeah. He's an advantage. And I've got to rely on that, that advantage. That's extra set of eyes out there that I don't have. Um, John talks about in, in John chapter 14 and 16 about how the Holy Spirit is our advantage right. and we've got to rely on him. I hope I'm answering that question. Yeah, I no, definitely. Okay. I still remember when, when for me it shifted <coughs> <Excuse> because me. <coughs> um, I came home in one of my, my, my fits and, and I remember your response was different. It was almost like God gave you uh, the ability to see me in a different way yes. and respond in a different mm -hmm. way. And that affected me, yeah. actually, and I, because I, I, I actually saw mm -hmm. my ignorance, saw how I was responding and acting, and it caused me to, to go and actually um, look internally and and really deal with the fact that I wasn't being a nice person, I wasn't treating mm -hmm. her the way she should have been treated, and then the Lord began to work on on my heart, um, and uh, for me, uh, it was very important. We started our relationship off with um, kind of a um, I don't want to say a purpose or a, a vision. I remember, you know, right before we got married, um, Guy asked, you know, what do you think the Lord has for us? <clears throat> and, and deep from within, you know, I said, I believe the Lord wants at some point us to be 
an example of what a godly marriage should look like and um, that we could be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. Well, in this season now, um, when I finally got quiet and I finally allowed the Lord to speak to my heart, I started to realize I wasn't being much of an example of what a godly husband should be mm-hmm. or a godly man for that matter. And so that's um, what the Holy Spirit does for you. It's yeah. like it even when <clears throat> I'm praying, when I'm praying for the Lord to strengthen our relationship or to get to the core that I can't get to as a wife, but that he can, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's talking to him the whole time. And it's because of what the Holy Spirit's telling him, he's hearing it, he's responding to it. And I always prayed, I said, Lord, I thank you that he hears you, but not only that he hears you, that he actually does something with what you're, what you're saying mm-hmm, to right. him. And yeah. I just thank you, Father, that when, when you pray, you, it's like taking the Bible, like holding up a mirror. You can see yourself mm-hmm. and you, you can hear yourself. And when you say certain things that aren't godly, you hear it go in your ears. And it's like, oh, that was ugly. Oh, yeah, right. oh, oh. I mean, even right now in this new year, the Lord's personally working with me on some things. And I'm hearing myself say things and seeing myself do things. And it's not very pretty, mm-hmm. but that's who we are. That's how the Lord is always, he's always working with us. And he who began a good work and he was faithful to complete right. that work. So it's going to keep on going. This is going to be the, the li- my life for the rest of my life. He's making you better and better, faith to faith, glory right. to glory. And that's what he was doing with Derek at that time. And that's that's why I know um, that if you're trying to do marriage without the Lord, that you're just relying on love and your feelings for your spouse, it's not going to work Yeah, because life's going to hit and you're going to need something stronger than yourself, stronger than the both of you to get you through. And if you don't have that. Yeah. So you talked about how at the beginning of your relationship, that was kind of something you guys established was that the Lord was going to be a big part of your Absolutely. relationship yes. because you wanted to be an example. Absolutely. What tips do you have for people who either haven't invited God into their relationship or he's in there, but maybe they need to grow that aspect of their life? How did y'all maintain that throughout your relationship? Wow. That's a good question. Uh, I think first, you know, sometimes we, we have people come up to us and they said, oh, you... You guys have always, you know, been been following the Lord. You've always, you must have had uh, great examples growing up. And you know, we love our parents. Mm-hmm. I think every family has some dysfunction in it. Not to mine. be honest with you, oh, not yours. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what we did was, is you know, we knew that you know, God wanted uh, to have strong marriages, strong families, and mm-hmm. so uh, I I didn't grow up to be honest with you, having that. And so I said, all right, Lord, if, if that is, if there is such a thing, then help me to see it. Mm-hmm. Give me a blueprint, give me something. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just so happened had a, a, a great couple in our church back at home who was that example for us. And, and so uh, we modeled our relationship after them initially and built upon that mm-hmm. um, with the helping of the Lord using his scriptures. And, and for us, that's kind of been um, kind of our guide, you know, and when we've gotten off, when, um, there's been tension in the relationship when life has caused us to to do our own things. It's that blueprint, that vision that God gave us that brings us back uh, together and, and centers us uh, so that uh, we can continue trying to be that example for other people. Mm-hmm. I believe that God has a purpose for every relationship, every mm-hmm. single relationship. Even though you may not start out knowing that, and even though you may not be looking for it, that doesn't mean that God doesn't have a purpose for it. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that we talked before we got married about what do you think God has for us? What do you think that um, 
God wants us to accomplish um, as as a as a husband and wife, as a married couple. And we were able to talk about that. So we went in with that knowledge. We went right. in with that as a one of the foundations in our relationship. So if someone is about to get married and they were come to us and say, what is the one piece of advice that um, you would start us off with? It would be ask the Lord what his purpose for your relationship is mm -hmm. there because that gives you a sense of purpose that once you do say I do, okay, Lord, how do we start on the journey to where you want us to be in 20 right. years? Mm -hmm. I, I would also say, you know, in saying that you could also phrase it like, how can our relationship be a blessing to the body of Christ? Right, right. Because I think sometimes people go into relationships. It's about me. And it's all yeah. about, about us. us. It's all about so, me. Yeah. And that me mentality, is gonna if you're not it. careful, yes. will we'll now it'll be the thing that divides you. Because mm -hmm. now when I'm not being given what I I think I deserve or want. You're not or whatever, meeting my needs. And you're not meeting my needs. Right. As you get older you tend to drift apart because mm -hmm. what you want may be different things. Yeah, mm -hmm. we have, we want, how many times have you heard that? We want different things. Yeah. Yeah, because it's based on what I yeah. want and what he wants is not what I want. But when so you, we're, yeah. we're, we can't make this work in reconcilable differences yeah. because but, we didn't get married for the right reasons. But when you base it on the <clears> word <throat> of God and, right. you know, how can you be a blessing to the body of Christ, that that's going to keep you together, right. keep you focused. And that's keeps, the glue. Yeah. And it's not easy. I mean, we're still people. We still mm -hmm. make mistakes. We still say stupid stuff. But what brings us back, yes, stuff. you do. Yeah. I've never but heard But what brings us back to the middle is the fact that we know that God is, yeah. God's there. Yeah. You know, so. I, man, I was reading an article probably a couple a, weeks a ago. Center. They were talking about the new modern monogamy. Yeah is people are married for stages of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In in my twenties, this is what I want. But in my thirties, I, I want something else. Yeah. In my forties, I want something yeah. else. Mm -hmm. Are you telling me that if the basis of our relationships is not just what we can get from each other, but how we can bless the kingdom of God, that that's a better starting point? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, th I think we live in a society that is so selfish. It's all about mm -hmm. us. It's about me. And um, for those of us who profess to be Christians, we have to realize um, that's, that was never the blueprint. It wasn't all about us. Mm -hmm. You know, God, God's put us here to be a blessing, to, to, to build his kingdom, to grow his kingdom. And so even in our marriages, our marriages are not separate from God's initial mm -hmm. plan. And so, you know, when we come together in a relationship with someone, um, we need to really consider, you know, how can this relationship be a blessing uh, to God's overall planning and, and what he wants to do here in the earth? Um, if it's just about, you know, hey, she looks good. Everything's all in the right places. She comes from a good family. Just give it You're five setting years. yourself up because <laughs> stuff shifts and moves. Give it five and, years. And, yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> you have to, I think, reevaluate why you're wanting to enter into this relationship and really make sure that God's a part of that overall mm -hmm. reason behind it. And then there's something fun too, when you get into the vein or when you get into the flow of what God has for you, there's nothing better because mm. things just really seem to click for you. Mm -hmm. You know that you know that you know that you're doing what God's called you to do and there's nothing more thrilling. Right. And to get to that point is what we live for right. because we know that our life is a purpose. Yeah. There's so many people that say things over and over again, why am I on this earth? Why am I here? But when you get to that point, when you get into that place where God has placed you, you know it. And it's there's nothing more exhilarating. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that for everyone. I really do. I wish that there. But the only way you're going to get there is to seek God, 
learn how to hear his voice on the inside, heed what he's telling you, and then you'll find that vein. Mm -hmm. And when you're able to do that with the love of your life, when you're able to do that with someone who you can truly love, you can say you love not because they look good or whatever, but because you're loving them from here mm -hmm. and you know that your purpose is with them. You know that they're supposed to be with you. There is nothing better. And when people say, what's the secret of happiness? For me, that's happiness. Mm. That is happiness to find what's the secret of happiness? The Holy Spirit, mm. having that third, that three-way cord and then allowing him to guide your relationship and put you where he feels you should right. be. Even those on the mission field, those who go on mission field, um, they may be in the most deplorable of situations living, you know, in subpar circumstances, mm -hmm. but because they know they're supposed to be there and God placed them there they are happier than they could ever be. It's yeah. not about the circumstances they're in or what they're experiencing. It's about them being in the, in the will of God. Yeah. And that is, I can't even tell you how amazing that feels. And I wish that on for everybody that's in the kingdom of God that gets married. I wish that for you. Yeah, That's a feeling you can't, you just yeah. can't put words to it. Yeah. It's the best ever. So are you saying your marriage is your mission field? Derek is your... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. That was mean. That was mean. Um, Unbelievable. Okay. So going back to this moment in time where there was this inequality in your relationship as far as spiritual desire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did you see that, Gia, and recognize, okay, I've got a choice to make here. Mm -hmm. Either I can pick up the slack and mm -hmm. be the strong one, mm -hmm. or I can just sit, sulk, and see what yeah. happens. How did you recognize that and then respond to it the way like you I did? Like I said, it, it, life and marriage is choices. Every single day we make choices, hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of choices. Every, mm -hmm. there's, there's a life and death to everything you make. It may not seem like, you know, am I going to eat that Twinkie or not? It may seem like, but I mean, eating that Twinkie will have bad effects on you. Yeah. It, it, what you eat. I mean, little things, every little mm -hmm. tiny thing is a decision. Um, I realized that he was down. Um, whatever was happening at work was slowly tearing him down. I knew there was nothing I could do physically. And I knew if I didn't do something um, to work on a relationship or at least to be the strong one, then we weren't going to make it. Yeah. And like I said, looking in my, in my uh, three-year-old's eyes, for her, you know, mm -hmm. if it wasn't for me, I have a three-year-old and if you haven't have kids and you look down and you see your three-year-old looking at you, you're like, I got to get up. Yeah. I got to fix this. This has got to be, I don't know what to do, but I can't do this to her. And I had a seven-year-old, um, and he was in school second grade at the time. And then my two-year-old, she was too young to realize what was going on. But my three-year-old had just come into that where she's knowing something's mm -hmm. wrong with daddy. And I see you yelling at him. Oh, and I'm man. like, oh, wow. Okay, this isn't going to work. So I think... She's the only one who had my back at the time. I, yeah. I think the impetus also was just my three-year-old child. But I knew that um, I couldn't fix it physically. And when one is down, the other one has to be strong. And to all the moms out there that are holding it down for their in their relationships, um, spiritually, I see you. I'm praying for you. And God is with you. Don't give up. God is with you. You just need to keep your head in the word, keep your head in the spirit, listen for that inner voice and don't give up. Tie a knot on. God has not forgotten you. He hears you. Mm. Um, I knew that the Lord heard my voice. I knew that he heard my prayer. And then when he responded, 
um, with this scripture, um, I realized that the only way that my family was going to heal was if one of us sought the Lord hmm. and he was too weak to do it. So that means I had to, Yeah, I wasn't, I was fortunate enough to not be working outside the home at the time. So I had more time to do that. But even if you are working outside the home, the Lord will redeem it, man, get away. Just say a prayer. If you go to the restroom, use the times that you're not around people just to say a prayer, say, Lord, I'm here. I can hear you. I'm available mm -hmm. to you speak to me and he'll do it the lord will find a way if you if you seek his face you seek his presence continually the bible tells us right. that in psalm 105 to seek his strength and seek his presence continually that's another scripture that's in psalm 105 think, seek him all the time i think one of the things i love about you most and and oh, that really blessed me that. was is I did. <laughs> is a lot of people will go to friends or go to family and start venting yeah or, watch your or, mouth yeah um asking for advice or whatever. You didn't do that. You talk about seeking the Lord. You got into the word. Mm -hmm. and That's where the answers you are. You allowed the word to build you up, yeah. to reinforce you, to direct you, to bring clarity to the situation. Um, and and I, I, you know, one of the things that people have to realize is, is there's nothing too difficult for the Lord. If, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're st spiritually strong and your spouse isn't, you can't then say, God, well, I don't see this turning around, so I'm going to go do something different. No, there's not. The Lord can deal with that spouse yes. mm -hmm. if you'll get mm -hmm. into His Word and allow Him to direct you on how to navigate this season you're in. Mm -hmm. And um, she didn't do that. I mean, she she pressed into God. She prayed for me behind the scenes, and she was there. Mm -hmm. And it was that all that really began to resonate with me and minister to me, which caused me to begin to turn around and make adjustments and come back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and I like to say, come back to the Lord with vengeance because the enemy tried to separate us, but yeah. he missed his shot. So. Yeah. That, to that phrase, but God. But God, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so when you're going through that Gia and you're recognizing Derek's having a hard time, you're pressing into God. Mm -hmm. It sounds like one thing you didn't do was get in his face and say, you know, the word says you need to be doing this, 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 and this, mm -hmm. or this isn't shored up in your life. Is that correct? Yeah. You more of let God work in him behind the scenes. There's a scripture we shared in our last podcast. It was in, in first Peter and it was talking about that the woman would win her husband over not by words, mm. but by how she acts, how mm. she uh, how she conducts herself. And when your husband sees that how the wife is conducting herself, he's convicted. Like, okay, she's not blowing my face off yeah. with her words, but it's how she's conducting herself in the home and carrying herself spiritually. That's what wins your husband over, not by with many words, mm -hmm. but with your actions. And so we, as women, we have a lot of of sway over our husbands, mm -hmm. but it's of a spiritual nature, yeah. not through our words or not even through how we dress up or put makeup on. It's not by adorning of the hair and the makeup. It's by how we present ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's how we act it's through our actions. Yeah. And so that was something else as I was trying to use my words. I saw my three-year-old looking at me like, why are you yelling at my dad? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, it's not going to be through words. It's going to have to be through how I conduct myself. It's going to yeah. be how I pray, how I, um, you know, having, it, it, I, okay, 
this is this is just me. I know when Derek got home from work, he wouldn't he would want to eat. So I would, you know, have dinner ready for. I know that seems very 50s like, but that spoke to him. It, yeah. it was it showed him that it, it was an act of love. It wasn't necessarily because he's my boss and I, you know, no, it was because I loved him. I wanted him to eat well. I wanted to take care of him. So hmm. I did things on the side, actions, taking care of him without using words, just trying to do other things that I could as the Lord led me. I had to listen inward. The Lord would say, "Okay, I want you to cook today." or maybe you should cook and I'm like okay yeah sure enough I'd cook he'd come in thank you so much I didn't get mm. lunch today I haven't eaten since 10 this morning and it'd be 10 at night yeah. so I cooked you know and that I wouldn't have known that but mm -hmm. the Lord did so I had to just listen inward to what the Lord knew he needed and the Lord would impress upon me and the only thing I had to do was just be willing to do what he asked me to do yeah so, I think the other thing that you did that blessed me was um even when she felt like she read something in the scriptures that would pertain to what I was dealing with, mm -hmm. she would wait uh, for what I call a God moment. Mm -hmm. And then as she felt led by the Lord, she'd, she'd come and approach me and she would say, hey, can I share something that I got in my time with the Lord today? Mm -hmm. She wouldn't say, this is what you need or this is what God told me to tell you. She said, you know, let me share what, what God showed me for mm -hmm. me today. Mm -hmm. And she'd share a scripture and I'd say, you know, oh, th thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And now I'm internalizing something that really the Lord did mean for me to get, yeah. but her approach was soft. It was, you know, she's asking, you know, yeah. do I want to hear it? You know, can she speak into this? And, and that was a real blessing as well. And yeah. so in Proverbs 13, one says a soft answer turns away wrath. Yeah. So whenever, you know, you are on the cusp of an argument with your spouse, stop, take a breath. Yeah. Remember soft answer turns away wrath. If you respond, in ugliness, it's just going to escalate. Right, so yeah. you have the ability to stop that argument immediately. Soft answer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes no answer. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. your tone. How are you speaking to your spouse? Is it How is it coming out of your mouth? Did you, even though you may have said it softly, was there a punch behind it? Was there a tone? Was there an issue? Because they'll pick up on it. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. that was free. You're welcome. That made me think of another <laughs> proverb uh, where Solomon says, a, a nagging wife is like a leaking roof a, a on a rainy day. <laughs> or a dripping faucet. Because yeah. it's like, Derek, you already knew things weren't going great. Right. The last thing you would have wanted was for your wife to say, hey, things aren't going great. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Absolutely. Captain Obvious. Yes. Way to read the room. Absolutely. Yeah. So Derek, as, as you guys are gone through this season of your life and you see her doing these actions of servitude and, and she's still pressing into God, yeah. what did that do to you on the inside to bolster you? Well, initially, if I'm honest, initially I felt guilty. Mm. I felt like she's doing basically what I should be doing. And then I felt ashamed because, you know, I'm going to church. I'm not, I'm not involved. I'm not, but I'm, I'm just looking around and I, and I'm thinking I know better. Mm -hmm. I, I I, I could do more, mm -hmm. but then on the same hand, I was like, but I don't want to, Yeah, and I'm not going to. And so there was this inner turmoil back and forth, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and then I got to a point where I got frustrated being frustrated. Mm -hmm. And so I just made a decision. You know what you need to do now do it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had this whole narrative in my head, but I didn't do anything wrong. Lord, mm. you know, why me Lord? You know, why do I need to make the change? Why do I have to make the sacrifice? Mm -hmm. Why, 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 why? And I was caught up in my feels. And and what I found was, is the more I complained, the more I murmured, the quieter it got. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I knew exactly what the Lord was leading me to do. I, did, I just didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. 
And so things didn't change until I, I began to let go of the past, get into the word and trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. Part of that for me was, is, you know, every midweek Gia and the kids would get up and they'd go to midweek service. I got tired of being at home alone or got tired of <laughs> her being all excited and her and the kids being excited about what's going on at church. FOMO. So I decided, you know what, <laughs> maybe I ought to go up there midweek and find out what's going on. Cause mm-hmm. this is a little weird. Yeah. And so I came up here and, um, you know, we came from a smaller church and so I think we were meeting for service on Thursday nights. Yeah, it was Thursday night yeah. yeah, I was. And uh, we were in so the roller rink, I think. I wasn't ready to go into two services a week. So mm-hmm. I said, you know, let me look around. And they actually had a class. And um, the class was healing class. Mm-hmm. And I stuck out because everyone in the healing class either had white hair <laughs> and they were shorter, mm-hmm. uh, older ladies. And so here I am walking up this tall black guy in the middle of everybody else. And I decided I'm going to try to hide so no one can see me. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't think that one through. Uh, And so I started going to a healing class and week after week, I sat there and I listened to the messages. I internalized the messages and God was doing something on the inside of me and healing you, healing me. Yeah. Uh, But the funny thing was, I still didn't want to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. So every week, Miss Joy or Miss Janet would say amen and I'd shoot out the door and I'll never forget. Yeah. I'll never forget. Uh, one week, you know, I believe Miss Janet was teaching and she says, amen. I grabbed my Bible and I stood up to run out and Miss Joy was staring me in the face. Mm. And I'm like, what in the world? (laughs) And, um, she began to talk to me about, you know, the Lord, uh, had laid me on her heart and, um, she'd been praying for me and, and she issued a challenge. Yeah. And like a, uh, an idiot, uh, she issued a challenge and said, you know, I want you to consider this. And I, I said, I don't want to do that. Hmm. And she said, well, why don't you go to the Lord with that? Mm. And I'm like, eh, why do you got to bring the Lord into this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, I went home and I prayed and I couldn't shake it. And, and basically she, she, uh, the Lord had led her, led her in her heart that, you know, I, I, there was some ministry in me and what I considered just praying for the people mm-hmm. that that's simple, just pray for the people. And so I relented and went back and said, I, I, yeah, I think I want to pray for the people. Yeah. And she goes, good. I thought I thought you'd hear the Lord on that. You know? <laughs> and, and the rest is history. You yeah. know, getting involved in that group, mm-hmm. um, getting outside of myself, letting go of the past, really put me on a path to complete healing and really going all in with what God. Yeah. So that's had what in my praying heart. for your spouse will do. It yeah. puts them in circumstances and situations where the Lord's able to take them from step to step to step mm-hmm. to step. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm not going to take credit for any of that. But he only has one wife, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that's me. That you know of. That's me. <laughs> Derek, Derek only has one wife, everybody. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> this is a monogamous relationship. Thank I'm you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, but that's you as a wife. We as yeah. women can pray for our husbands. And what that does is it sets them up to be put into situations that will get them on the path of life and get them to a better, better place. It doesn't happen overnight, but right. it will happen. I'm sorry. And you, <laughs> I love it. But to just pause real quick, because you talked about coming back to the Lord with a vengeance. Yeah. And you mentioned the Lord redeeming your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, who teaches healing class right now? I'm a part of that teaching yes, team you with Miss Joy and Miss Janet. That, that's just now. so amazing. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Because what what you and Gia were doing is something that I've seen in ministry in, in my years is that many men in the church have what I call a drug problem. They're drugged to church by their wife, they're right. drugged to church by their mom, mm-hmm. their girlfriend, whoever. Right. Mm-hmm. And would you say that was about 
where you were at. You were missing out, so you're Absolutely. like, I might as well go. Absolutely. I came to church because of my 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 wife, my mother, and my grandmother. Because mm-hmm. I thought, if my wife calls home and tells my grandmother and, and my mother that I'm not going to church, <laughs> I'm would. dead. Ooh, and yeah. so that's why yeah. I was coming to church when we first came here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, Gia, as you are seeing this um, spiritual progress start to take um kind of take root in Derek's life. He's mm-hmm. building back up. He's kind of getting back to the point where he was. How did you handle that moment? Because there can be this tension of transition where you were maybe leading so much of the spiritual conversation of your mm-hmm. relationship. Walk me through what that looked like as you see him growing stronger and stronger. Um actually it was um it was exhilarating for me because mm-hmm. his his behaviors changed. Mm. Um so I didn't mind that part um, because I knew he was a spiritual head of the house and mm-hmm. I, I, I needed that. Um, that's his rightful place. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, the, the women aren't made to be spiritual heads. Their husbands are. Now, you know, if you're single mom, then of course, but you have a husband, there's a, there's a hierarchy. He's the head of the spiritual head of the household. The wife is the helper, you know, not mm-hmm. less than she's that she is equal partners the, the weaker vessel, so to speak, is what the word says. Mm-hmm. But still, spiritually, we're we're right there. We're together. So I saw my partner coming back, and mm. I couldn't have been more thrilled. Mm. And I knew he had ministry in him. He had ministry in him before I knew I did. And so to see him coming back into that place, I knew that the Lord was doing a work in him and bringing him back. Um, now, there are times, I, like, you know, I had to bite my tongue um, if I wanted to do, say, I want to do A, B, and C, but he wanted to do D, E, and F, then I would defer. Mm-hmm. D, E, and F is where we're going. Mm-hmm. A, B, and C is not what we're going to do right now. I mean, it's not a no. It's just maybe not at this moment. So we did. There were times where I was like, well, I think we need to do this. And he was like, no, we need to do this. I'm like, I'm the one praying. Wait a mm-hmm. minute, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so then it was like, okay. Then the Lord would check me. I would feel he was like, yeah, no, he said this. And then, then authority would come into play. And then the Lord was teaching me about authority, having to step back, not be so vocal, still had the kids watching. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in order to be a good um, example for my kids, I knew that I couldn't be as strong as I have a strong nature. I speak. I, I, when I say it, when I, when I need to feel, when I need to, when I feel it, I say it. Mm-hmm. And um, the Lord's Still working with me on that. But but one of the <laughs> things you didn't do, and, and this was so great, was is we're all learning. And even in those seasons where she said, I want to do A, B, and C, and I, and, and I said, no, I, want to th- I think we need to do D, E, and F. If I made the wrong decision and we failed, mm-hmm. she didn't say, oh, I told you so. Mm. It was a, he's learning. Well, that's not going to help anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not throwing it he's back learning. in your face. And, and what, what, what that enabled me to do is I actually grew stronger in my ability to discern how the Lord was leading us mm. because she didn't say, I told you so. Mm-hmm. I believe if she had taken that stance, I told you so. You see, ain't no good. You ain't no good. <laughs> that would have really now caused me to second guess. Yeah. And really began looking to her. What What do you think we should do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think the Lord's saying? But it helps me to develop um, the ability to discern his leading. And, um, and then he learned how to also take my opinion or my, my um, I guess, points of view into right. account. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, speak lightly. I, I, if I feel the Lord's telling me something, I'm going to say right. it. And so over time he learned how to take my advice into 
his decision making too. So he learned how to listen, you know, to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't always get it right. Sometimes, hey, I was led by emotion too. I want the Mercedes. I don't want the minivan, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though we had minivan money and I yeah. want to spend the Mercedes, <laughs> I knew, you know, he knew that sometimes I was speaking out of flesh and other times, was, but he knew by the Holy Spirit on the inside of him, don't listen to that. You need to get the minivan or something mm -hmm. like that. No, no, um, no. I want the record. I never said we needed to get the minivan. <laughs> well, you don't know what? Don't put that on whoa, me on, whoa, on podcast. Whoa. He wanted an F-150 and we had yes. three car seats. Okay. That wasn't going to happen. Okay. Yeah, that I'm is just tough saying. to squeeze in. Yeah. You can put one in the bed. <laughs> I could have made it work. Yeah. I have no doubt. That's, that's another story. But. <clears throat> so you mentioned this term, the spiritual head of the household. Yeah. What is that? The spiritual head of the household. Uh. Derek is the husband. He's the leader. He hears from God. I think God has a hierarchy. He has a, uh, a structure for the family. He's got the husband, the wife, the husband who is head of the wife. Mm -hmm. um, just like we talked about, is it in, in uh, talking about the head of the church? Mm -hmm. I don't know where that is in the That's word. Christ is the head of the yeah. church. Mm -hmm. yeah. So in reading that, you get sort of an idea of what the structure of the family should be. He's being Derek being the head of this household, the wife followed by the children. Mm -hmm. um, I look to Derek as being the spiritual head of the household. Um, whenever I feel the Lord is guiding me to do something, I keep my family in perspective. I'll say, hey, Derek, I feel this is what the Lord's telling me. Um, and he'll always say something, okay, well, let me pray about that. I don't step out and just do something independent of him. Mm -hmm. um, even jobs, uh, making decisions, financial decisions, because it affects my family. Um, if I do something that's detrimental to the family, it could hurt the family. It could hurt what God's trying to do. And so I feel that if the Lord's going to give me something or the Lord tells me something, I'll run it past him too so that he and I are both in agreement on something. Mm -hmm. That when I step out to do it, I have his blessing we're we both know um what that next step is for us so mm -hmm. that if something happens i have he he has my back yeah if that makes sense yeah. um i am all about independence i love independence Who isn't? Yeah. Uh, you know what i mean but you can't just women uh or men even just take a step and make a decision without consulting your spouse. I mean, right. you're in it together. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a one man show. So, you know, we did have an issue there where I guess he felt he was protecting me and he would just go and make decisions and do things independent of my knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then it wouldn't work or something would happen. And I'm like, why didn't you talk to me about that? He goes, well, I thought I had it. I thought I was protecting you. I'm like, look, the Lord's my protector. He takes care of me, mm -hmm. but you and I are in this together. So I need you to run those decisions past me too. Mm -hmm. And I'll let you know, let, let's work on this together. We're in this together. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a helper. Let me be that for right. you. Mm -hmm. And so he learned how to, I mean, this is early on in our relationship. I think we were probably married what, eight years, nine years, 10 years, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And so he was just making decisions and doing things. And I found out about it later, financial decisions, big financial. And I'm like, why did you do that? And he says, oh, well, I felt like we needed it. I'm like, okay, you probably need to talk to me about that first. Mm -hmm. Let's 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 put our heads together. Two heads are better than one. You know, mm -hmm. let's work together on that. We had to to navigate that. Um, but once we were able to get in sync there and we saw the Lord moving, how he, you know, he'll speak to one, speak to the other, speak to one. And then when one speaks, the Lord will just work in between you, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. You allow him to... Um, speak those mysteries to you and as you act on it um you'll see him 
move. Yeah. If that makes sense. But yeah, I definitely, Derek is definitely head of the household. I really, I do defer to him. I'm not ashamed to say that. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's not weakness. It's not me um, giving up my independence. It's harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say so many times I've talked to um, women in households whose, I guess, our households are out of order. And they're suffering from um, fighting and mm. uh, disharmony, and it, it, their house is out of order. And because of that, they're dealing with some, with um, arguing and all that kind of stuff. So there's something to be said about your home being in that your spiritual head, then you, then your children as a wife, and then you're. We don't have the strife. And the no. issues mm-hmm. there should that, your home shouldn't be a place yeah, of strife it should be a refuge mm-hmm. a right. place of peace that could be yeah. the issue that you're dealing with if you've got a lot of strife it's how is your structure how is your are, is your house mm. upside down where where are you are you, is the lord the head of your household mm-hmm. with your husband and are you the helper that's how you should conduct affairs and yeah. if you can't figure out why there's strife in your home look at that that's, that's a good starting point yes yeah and then check your heart. Are you submitted to your husband in your heart? Not mm-hmm. just, you know, physically, wow. but where is your heart? Are you submitted to him? Are you, do you see your husband in your heart as yeah. being the head of your household? Wow. God looks at your heart. Yeah, that's good. So Derek, as the spiritual head of the household, what did you do to set the tone, set the precedence? What did you do? Give some advice to the men out there who are looking to take that responsibility on, who are looking to maybe bolster that role in their relationship, yeah. where do you start? I think you start You start with uh, the Lord and his word. I mean, you start there. I started out early on thinking spiritual head of the household mean, meant, all right, we're married now. And the only word I knew back then was submission. Mm. And so I still remember the day I looked at her and said, you know, the Bible says, you need to submit. And like an that idiot, well. I took my finger and I said, so you need to start submitting to me. And yeah, she, she bent the finger in mm. a direction that's not intended to go in. And, and so that is not the spiritual head of your household. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think it starts with getting in the word and leading by example. I mean, being that spiritual leader, um, setting the, uh, the standard, you know, hey, we're going to church. Our family, we serve the Lord. And so my kids knew early on, we're going to be in church every week. Um, when you come of age... Set that standard up front. You're going to serve. And Mm so um, I don't, yeah, you're five. We're going to figure out how you can serve and do something. (laughs) And really establishing that spiritual foundation for the entire family. And then um, realizing that uh, you and your wife, you're co-laborers. So she's not beneath you. Mm -hmm. She doesn't report to you. And he didn't treat me as such. But you're in Mm -hmm. this together. Mm -hmm. And she has a role to play. It's kind of like a pilot, co-pilot. The plane needs both. And both of you have responsibilities. And so... Um, what I learned probably, as she said, eight to to nine years into the marriage was, is I wasn't allowing her to do what God, uh, put her in the relationship to do, uh, for us to be able to experience, um, uh, success in marriage. And so when I began to allow her to use her giftings and allow her to use her voice in the relationship, um, our marriage began to thrive. Our family began to thrive. Mm -hmm. And what helped me to want to follow him and helped me to have a submissive heart was he prayed Hmm. and he did it to where I could see him. And there Mm -hmm. is nothing more comforting to a wife than to see a husband who prays Hmm. because she knows he's getting his direction from the Lord almighty. 
And that I can trust in. I can trust in God because I know what he did for me when he was down. Mm. So if he's seeking the same God I am and I see him getting, then I'm like, okay, I can submit to that. I yeah. can trust that. I know where he's getting his leading from. So I'm secure. I'm good. Yes, it's easier now for me to get my heart in line with him being the head of the household. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I think that... So men, pray. Yeah. Let your wife see you pray. Mm -hmm. I, I think getting in the word of God... And then being consistent, I think another thing I've seen over the years is guys have their church face mm -hmm. and they have their work face. Mm -hmm. So do women. And so you have to learn to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be, if you're, if you're a believer, you have to let this word of God in you mm -hmm. and let it form you. And that's who you need to be 24 seven. Mm -hmm. And because you're at church, be at home, yeah. be, be real because mm -hmm. your family's watching you. Yeah. They're taking their cues from you. And, and that's, that's what I, all I've ever known is, is to be consistent across the board. And, and so she saw that as well. I mean, I still remember, uh, cause you know, for me, my marriage is very sacred, very important to me. And I still remember where we're going through those tough times. And, um, you know, I was struggling a little bit, but, you know, the enemy is very subtle. So there's tension at home because she's going to church there. I'm frustrated. And then all of a sudden there's this young woman at work mm -hmm. who, so how's your, how's things going in your world? I can't believe he's treating you like that. I can't believe these things are going on. So the enemy would have me to think, oh, well, she's listening to me. Mm -hmm. She's not. But because I'm in the word, mm -hmm. uh, immediately I was like, nope. And so what did I do? Right after that interaction happened, I went to my office. I picked up the phone and I said, hey, look, I know we haven't been, uh, things haven't been going well. We we're kind of tense, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to give the enemy any place. So here's what went down. I told her everything. I said, this, this woman from another department came, sat by me from lunch. She's asking me all these different questions. Mm -hmm. She's trying to be subtle. And mm -hmm. I said, I'm, I'm exposing all this stuff that's happening in the dark. So you don't this happened around the time that I was praying for yeah. him. Mm. So remember, I can't be there. Yeah. I can't yeah. see it. I don't know what he's dealing with at two o'clock in the morning. I don't know. The Lord does. Yeah. And so that three-way cord's not, yeah. not easily broken. The Lord was the was the third man in the right. fire. He was there. I yeah. wasn't. So I'm praying to him and I'm saying, I'm praying for my husband. All these things, the devil's coming to him in every way possible. And the Lord is blocking in every time and alerting me to pray. Mm -hmm. And the more I prayed, the more things were happening. And how many men come home and tell their wives that some lady made an advance at them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and the funny thing was, is um, I shared all this. Didn't the really think it through. Picnic. We had a company picnic the yeah, next I saw. day. I saw. <laughs> uh -huh. So we pulled up to the picnic. We we pulled up to the picnic and I'm like, okay, you're gonna uh -huh. get to meet everybody. And mm. the first thing out of her mouth was this Where hey, is uh, she? Where, where's that lady you were talking about? <laughs> Ooh. So um yeah. G <laughs> and they still haven't found her. Yeah, Gia yeah. got to lay hands on her. No. Um, no, I, I met her. I wa yeah. walked right up to her and I looked her right in the eye and I told her. Wow. Basically, I just let her know I existed. Yeah. yeah. And I'm aware. I know what you yeah. did. Mm. So, but, but what I found. She went, it was nice to her, but yeah. I just, you know, just but let what her I found know, was her in the eyes. The fact that I wouldn't give the, the, the enemy any play, mm -hmm. that I was open and honest, mm -hmm. really began to strengthen our bond because she began to see. Honesty. That's something yeah, else. He's being does honest it. about it. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. sharing, you yeah. know, intimacy, sharing, honesty. Yeah. Prayer, prayer. Oh, I can't even tell you. Without prayer, I don't know where we would be. Because sometimes, pray, yeah. pray, and never sometimes stop, never as, cease praying. Sometimes, as men, we think we have to have it all together. We have to, um, you know, we, we can't show any weakness. weaknesses yeah. or insecurities. And 
what I found is, is just being open and honest about those things with my wife, you know, and it, it gives her areas to pray in. Mm-hmm. It gives her areas to encourage me in. Um, and um, just really leading by example, you know, by being in the word and, and, and being transparent and open and honest. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so good. I love y'all's story because it's such a, such a great redemption story from a spiritual aspect. You, being faced with a challenge and, and um, a spiritual hurt, you were faced with a choice. Do we press in or do we, you know, pull away right. and seeing what y'all did and, mm-hmm. and where you have come because of it is just such an encouragement to me. Right. I hope it's an encouragement to everyone listening, um, that you can do this, oh, that, yeah. that marriage is possible. And it's even, it's even easier when you have the, the Lord, Lord as your oh, center. I can't right. even tell you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Derek, Gia, thank you guys so much. It's always a joy to have you on. I'm sure we'll have you back again. Um, And thank you all for tuning in to Friends You Can Grow With.